welcome to the Dancing Bear Enlightenment Academy Holistic Transformation Podcast. I'm Dr. Beverly. Today, I'm going to give you part of a class that I teach. It's about um, using herbs. I call it the natural medicine cabinet or the home natural medicine cabinet. So uh, it'll give you some ideas of what you might want to have on hand for simple common conditions like I think I'm catching a cold or coming down with a flu or um, some other common things like that. So I do have some slides. There's a lot, but I'm not going to use all of them. I'm going to skip through. We'll tell you uh, what that is in a minute. Um, if you're listening to this as a podcast on uh, Spotify or Apple or one of the other channels that's audio only, you may want to uh, come to the YouTube channel, Dancing Bear Enlightenment Academy, and watch it there, because I'm not going to spend a lot of time going through the details of some of the herbs. It would just take too long, and I suggest people do screenshots. Um, otherwise, you'll have to be able to write down the names of the formulas, and they're in Mandarin. So unless you're familiar with Mandarin, when I speak the pinyin version of the name of the formulas, uh, you might go, huh, what is that? Yeah. If you speak Mandarin, then forgive my butchering of Mandarin. I'm not a native speaker. Uh, I did take a pinyin class so that I could uh, speak and read pinyin, but I you know, in the United States, they take all the tones off. So I I learned to speak it based on however the herb teacher I studied with said the name. So if I said it wrong and you know Mandarin, forgive me. And if you don't know Mandarin, take a screenshot because um, I'm not going to spell it all out and I'm not going to read everything. Um, but they are really handy formulas to have on hand and that I use. So I'll tell you how I use them, uh, how best to use them. And uh, hopefully this will keep you healthy. So uh, at least with um, things that are common ailments that we get all the time that we generally treat ourselves, but with over-the-counter drugs. And I'm just trying to help you use something that's not going to have all the negative side effects. Uh, it's not going to hurt your liver and destroy your kidneys or damage your stomach. And a lot of the over-the-counter drugs, when you read the fine print, it says, don't take, it can damage your kidneys. Don't take if you have high blood pressure, do this, do that, you know, and, and it's all really fine print. You need a microphone a magnifying glass to see and read what it says. And when you read it, it's kind of scary. You think, well, that won't hurt me. Well, actually, it builds up over time. Maybe the first time you used it, you were okay. But, you know, after a number of years, depending on how much you use, uh, it can hurt you. And if you're on meds, that's a whole nother story. So we'll go over that now. I'm going to do a share screen so you can see my slides. Okay, we'll just blow this up so it's full screen. I think it looks better on YouTube. There we go. Okay, so we're we're not going to go through the homeopathic. We will do a little bit of food as medicine. So I'm not going to do this overview. If you want to know about me and you don't know yet, you can go to drbeverlylawrence.com. That's drbeverlylawrence.com. It's D-R, Beverly Lawrence, L-A-W. And everything about me is there. I talk about the different kinds of healthcare practitioners and then the natural healing systems. Um, 
but we're going to leave that out because, you know, that takes almost an hour to go through just that area. So we're going to go jump into herb suggestions and the Chinese formulas for cold and flu, some for digestive and some other ones. We'll talk about some anti-inflammatory herbs and foods, and we'll talk about the brands that I trust. And there are a lot of brands out there, and some of them I absolutely do not recommend. I won't go through the ones I don't recommend. I'll just tell you which ones I have used personally and know that uh, they're not going to make you sick. And I have taken herbs in the past that made me sick. Um, so, and that's because not all herb vendors are uh, as um, conscientious at making sure the herbs that are in their formula are what they say they are and are free of toxins and mercury and all that kind of stuff. Um, we'll talk a little bit of food as medicine. We'll skip the homeopathy and we'll do a quick summary. Okay, we're gonna skip all this part. Um, okay, so why do we want some home remedies? Well, number one, to prevent uh, well, illness. Um, acupuncture and Chinese medicine, if you hear me say TCM, that's traditional Chinese medicine. I'm a TCM practitioner. I have a master's in TCM and I've been doing Chinese medicine for a very long time. Uh, I started needling people in 2007, I think it was. So we use it to prevent illness. So it's it's a wellness system. So you can use it to keep yourself well, prevent wellness. If you start to get sick, it helps bring you back into wellness. Sometimes when you get really sick, you need stronger medicine. You may need Western medicine. You may need to go to the emergency room. You may need to go to your traditional doctor. Um, that's okay if you couldn't stop it in time, but I'm going to show you how to try and stop them from ever getting that serious. If they do, you need to do what you need to do. But once that's through and you're in recovery, now, once again, you come back to herbs and TCM and we help you accelerate that process. So that's what this is about. It does not replace uh, any other type of medicine you're already using and need. So it also helps us get better faster. Um, and it it understands why we get sick. So um, your diet is a direct relationship. Your diet is not, you know, what you do to lose weight. Your diet is what you eat on a regular basis. That's your diet. And sometimes your diet is what's causing you to get sick. Sometimes the what you're drinking, like if you're drinking a lot of sodas or um, water that's contaminated and a lot of bottled water is not what you think it is. So, uh, and if it comes in a plastic bottle, you're getting all kinds of phthalates and carcinogens. So all of that affects your health. Um, the herb formulas, uh, we're going to talk about the herb formulas for the medicine cabinet. We're not going to do homeopathy and we'll do a little food as medicine. I don't know why those are labeled there. Um, okay. So, I'm not going to go through this. So we will talk about the Ayurvedic, some Ayurvedic herbs. That's what they use in India. It's Vata Pitta Katha. Um, one of those is Ashwagandha. Now you may have heard of Ashwagandha. There's many different kinds of ginseng. 
G-I-N-S-E-N-G. So ashwagandha is an Indian ginseng. So there is a Chinese ginseng called Rinshen, and there is an American ginseng called American ginseng, and there's also a Russian ginseng. So there's many kinds of ginseng, and they are not all the same. American ginseng is cooling, whereas Chinese ginseng, Renchen, is very, very warming to the point it's actually hot. So we give it to people when they're very depleted and they need warmth. Um, ashwagandha in, 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 from India is different again. It's often prescribed by Ayurvedic doctors to increase your energy levels as well as deal with stress and fatigue. It's also used frequently to help people sleep at night. So you may find this formula, you, you can buy ashwagandha individually, but typically you're going to find it in a formula. So you may see a formula, read what herbs are in it. And if it's like a stress formula, a fatigue formula, an energy formula, and it says ashwagandha, now you know that's a good herb for those conditions to support that um, your need to uh, improve that area. Shizandra is another well-known uh, Ayurvedic herb for mental boost without, you know, it's not like you, you need a boost in the morning. And so you have your cup of joe. Unfortunately, you crash later, right? Now, some people have another cup of joe so they can keep the high up. This gives you that high without the crash and without the jitters. Um, neem, you may not have heard of neem, N-E-E-M, but it is an awesome, awesome herb. I keep neem tea. It's great. Um, helps with fatigue. Uh, it's for, we won't go into the doshas because I didn't talk about them. Um, it helps with worms, fever, and loss of appetite. Um, it's also, it doesn't say this here, you can use it on the skin, if you use neem oil. So there's all kinds of cool things you can do with neem. And tea is a great way to um, help when you're depleted and you need a little energy. Um, we'll skip trifalia, trifala. Now, chaya wamprash, I hope I didn't butcher that word. I have used this. It's the oldest longevity tonic there is. And it was created by an older man. I forgot the whole story, but he did something wonderful. And he was gifted this young girl to be his wife. And he wanted to be a good husband. So he put together this concoction. There's a picture of it here. So it looks kind of like, um, I don't know, uh, mud. <laughs> it's just this black goo stuff. Uh, it's very, very strong and very, very sweet. So you can take a teaspoon and you can lick on it for a while. It's like licking on a lollipop or something because it's so thick. Um, or you can put it in some hot water and make a tea out of it and then drink it. Um, it does boost you. It is very, very sweet. Um, so you want to be careful you don't damage the spleen. So excess sweet can damage the spleen in Chinese medicine anyway. And uh, so if you're not a geriatric, you might not want this. But if you're recovering from a serious illness and you need to uh, boost up your body, then this would be appropriate. Or if you're just really old and you're getting older and you need some kind of tonic to take, this is one thing that you can take that I used uh, 
when I was in medical school, <laughs> if anything drains you, going to medical school will do it. Uh, so that's when I used this particular herb. All right, it's actually a formula. Okay, so the Chinese herb system, um, I won't go into too many details, but they use a different way of diagnosing. We, we don't use branches, which is symptoms, which is what Western medicine does. They treat the symptom, which is not healing. It just makes you feel better, but it doesn't heal the problem. We use the underlying cause. And it's called a differential diagnosis. And we use a combination of herbs depending on that diagnosis. Uh, the formulas can be anywhere from two to 20. Um, I'll skip over the rest of that. Um, so the main complaint is called your chief herb. And one of the things that makes, I'm, I'm not gonna go through all of this, but they have directing herbs. I added, it's really an assistant, but I added it separate because one of the things that I really like about Chinese herbs is let's say you have low back pain. So you put a chief herb in to relieve low back pain and low back pain in Chinese medicine is frequently some kind of kidney issue. So you may have a deputy to treat the kidneys if there is symptoms of a kidney issue, but you want all of that energy to go to what we call the lower jowl. That's the area of the low back and the kidneys. So you put a directing herb in and it sends you down to the low back. And let's say you're very, very cold we may add some warming herbs like ginseng into the formula, or you're really hot. We may add some cooling herbs unless you have yin deficiency because we have this thing called yin deficient heat where you feel warm, but it's because you don't have enough yin. Yin is cool, yang is warm. So if the yin is too low and the yang is normal, you're going to feel hot, but you're actually not hot. That happens when you have people with a low temperature, but they feel hot. That's clearly... Uh, false heat or yin deficient heat. Um, okay, so here's some formulas. So take a screenshot if you want, would like. Um, this is specifically for cold and flu. So the what, first one, Yu Ping Feng San Wan. Yu Ping Feng San Wan, also known in English as Jade Screen. It may say Jane Screen tea pills. It may say Jade Screen Wan or Tong. The different suffixes have different meanings, but in the United States, they don't always follow those meanings. Um, so just look for the Jade Screen. And this is what you take if you're all, every time a certain time of year comes around, you find yourself getting the flu or a cold, you take this at the beginning of that season to boost your immunity. So this helps prevent getting a cold or a flu by using your own body, uh, by boosting its innate immune system. It can also be used for allergies. Uh, personally, I've never used it that way, um, but you can try it if you have a lot of allergies, seasonal allergies, um, because it just boosts the immune system. It doesn't do anything else. It's, it's not what you use if you actually get sick. If you actually get sick, my go-to is Gan Maoling. And I always have a big, I buy big bottles of Gan Maoling. I don't get sick very often. When I do, I immediately start taking Gan Maoling. And I'm sick for a few hours, you know, two to four hours. I think one, one time, the last time I got sick, I, I think I was sick for a whole day. <laughs> okay. So people get colds and flus. They last for a week. Uh, to 10 days is how long it takes for them to normally run their course. I get them for a few hours. Um, and I just use my own immune system. 
So it also helps prevent colds and flu like Jade Screen does, but it also helps with the symptoms. So it will help with your runny nose. It will help prevent getting a cough. It helps when you feel run down. Um, the thing with Gone Mao Ling is if you take it, you don't want to just stop because you'll start, oh, I feel fine now. You want to taper down because it might be masking those symptoms and you might get a rebound. So you just taper down. Now, the, the formula that goes with Gan Mao Ling sometimes is Yin Chao, and it can be spelled Q-I-A-O or C-H-I-A-O. Sometimes Qi is spelled Q-I and sometimes Qi is C-H-I, but it's Yin Chao. And this is when you have an on-fire sore throat. Now, you would still take it with the Gan Mao Ling. The Gan Mao Ling is going to boost your immune system, but the Yin Chao goes after the fire in the throat. So uh, I've had a couple of, this hasn't happened in a long, long time, but I always keep the in chow around. But I've woken up in the middle of the night, my throat was on fire. If that ever happens to you, you want to take the in chow, gamma lang, you go back to bed. When you wake up the next day, it'll be all gone. At least for me, that's how it happens. I never have that sore throat again. And it's usually gone and I'm done with whatever it was that I caught. So Gamma Ling and Yin Chao are two that I highly suggest everyone have um, because we all catch colds and flus. I mean, they're, they're, they're everywhere unless you're a hermit and you never talk to anybody. Even then, I mean, you have to go shopping, buy food or what have you. You might get exposed to something. Um, B. Yan Pian is for allergies, common cold. So you have some nasal congestion and... Um, it's not extreme sinusitis, but it's starting to get congested. That's where Biyan Pian comes in. Um, but if it's really bad, you're just, you've got runny nose that, you know, you, you're living with a tissue box. You want Pimin Kanwan. So it's P-E-M-I-N-K-A-N-W-A-N, Pimin Kanwan. Uh, and that is really good for excessive runny nodes for a cold. Uh, if you have some other condition, you may need uh, a diagnosis to make sure it's just from a cold. Okay, you may want to take a picture of this page. This is for Chinese herb formulas for digestion. So Biao Ji Wan is, or Biao Ji Pian is called curing pills. And this is when you overeat and you're bloated and your stomach hurts and, whoa, gosh, what am I going to do? And you just have to go through it um, like you do during the holidays or a special occasion. So I'm one of those people when I go to my family and we get together for Thanksgiving or Christmas, I break out the curing pills and I say, here, just take them now. <laughs> we just take them ahead of time. Um, that way, when you overeat, you don't get sick afterwards. So if you have the habit of overeating, that's an, I've, I've learned after being on uh, intermittent fasting, I've learned not to overeat. Uh, so I don't do that anymore. So I don't, I don't actually need Bao Ji Wan anymore, the curing pills, but some of my family still does. Huang Lian Su is very effective for traveler's diarrhea. So if you're going to be traveling uh, to someplace where... Um, you know there's a strong potential for getting some kind of food poisoning or serious diarrhea. You want to take this formula with you, Wang Lian Su. I also would take 
charcoal in capsules. Um, I didn't have that formula with me when I went to Nepal, but I did have some charcoal and that saved me. I was the only one in the group that didn't live on the toilet. Uh, unfortunately, I figured out how many days I would be there and I brought that many capsules. So everybody said, what are you doing? I said, I'm taking charcoal and I didn't have any extra. So if you do that, take some extra for your fellow travelers. <laughs> they will like you for it. Um, but charcoal uh, also really, really helps kill parasites and pull the toxins out of your gut. Uh, another thing to have for painful diarrhea is Tong Xie Yao Feng. And that's for distension, bloating, pain um, that you get after diarrhea. So I'm sure you've had really spicy foods or something, and then it was still painful, you know where. It was kind of burning. That's what this formula is for. Um, or you just stop eating really spicy foods so that doesn't happen. The next formula, intestinal fungus formula. I think it's a proprietary formula from Mayway Herbs. Um, you have to buy them from Mayway Herbs. The other companies don't have it. It's a, called a proprietary formula. These other formulas are standard Chinese formulas, and a lot of companies will sell those formulas by that name. This one you can only get from Mayway Herbs, and it's for candida overgrowth. So if you want to know if you have candida, look at your tongue. Does it have a thick white coat? Um, it, you will have a white coat after you have some kind of dairy. But if you have a thick white coat and you're scraping your tongue or you're using a toothbrush to clean it off, you probably need this formula. Um, I had a, a teacher and a guy I worked for when I taught at uh, Naturopathic University for five years. And he was the kind of guy that had this really fast metabolism. <laughs> he was constantly eating candy and uh, he loved bear claws and, and all kinds of pastry like that. Uh, I can't even look at that stuff because I gain weight just looking at it. <laughs> he and I are yin and yang, but anybody can get candida. Um, but he took this, every time he ate something, he would take intestinal fungus formula. And um, that kept him prevented him from getting candida so you can take it in case you have a really bad diet and you're always eating a lot of uh, wheat items uh, sugary items things like that which cause candida there is uh, if you research this you will find that some people theorize that candida with a viral infection causes some types of cancer. So you really want to address candida. You don't just get it in your mouth. Ladies can get it in other areas and it can leave those areas and get into your other organs and throughout your system. So it isn't just on your tongue and in your gut, it can go everywhere. So if you do have a thick tongue coat, go to a doctor, a, a TCM a acupuncturist type doctor, um, just because they're an acupuncturist doesn't mean they know TCM. We didn't really cover that in this lecture, but there's a lot of non-acupuncturists who needle people. They may call it dry needling. It's still acupuncture, or they may call it trigger point process. That's still acupuncture. They're using acupuncture points in many cases, or they're using what we, we call ashi points. So we also use ashi points. Um, so it's just a form of acupuncture, but they don't have the training in the herbs. 
which is uh, another about 1800 hours of training just for the herbs. So um, make sure that if you go to somebody, they understand herbs and can help you. Uh, then there's Dao Ren Wan or Run Chong Wan. The American uh, English name is called peach kernel pills. And that's good for constipation. Um, so if you have constipation issues, you might take this and you can adjust the dosage depending on how bad the constipation is. So you can, if it's just a small, slight constipation, take a low dose. Uh, if it's a heavy constipation, you may need to take uh, the standard dose, but multiple times. And if it's really, really bad, you may need to take a large dose. I would say go to a practitioner if it's really bad because you've got some other issues that need to be addressed. Okay. So other issues. So there's a formula called Xiaoyao Gansao Tong. It's peony and licorice extract. So peony is a white flower and Gansao is licorice. So it's only two, two things in the formula. And there's no contraindications. That's one of the reasons I like this formula because no matter what you're doing, you can take this formula and I use it frequently for people with Parkinson's because it gets rid of the shakes. Um, I had a, a patient come in one time and he, this is why you don't want to self-diagnose. I didn't cover that in this lecture, but self-diagnosis is not a good thing. He came in and said, I have restless leg syndrome, RLS. I put him on the table and I'm a medical intuitive. I stood back and looked at him and I went, hey, you don't have restless leg, you have Parkinson's. Now, in I'm not licensed to diagnose Parkinson's. So I had to write a little note, a little script, go to your doctor, please rule out Parkinson's. So he went to his doctor and sure enough, he had Parkinson's. But in the meantime, I sold him this formula and I sell it as granules. So up until now, I've been talking about pills. They're either capsules, tea pills, or tablets. Sometimes they'll make a decoction and dehydrate it and compress it into a tablet. This is actual granules. So you take the granules, they come in a little packet and one packet is one serving. You put it in a cup and you add some hot water and it makes a nice little tea. And a lot of Chinese formulas taste terrible as a tea and all the honey in the world won't make them taste good. They'll just make them go down a little easier. This formula is not like that. It's a nice, sweet, beautiful tea, and it doesn't antagonize a lot of medications, which is important with Parkinson's patients because they generally have a number of formulas that they need, need to take depending on how far along they are with the symptoms. So this is also good for any muscle spasms and leg cramps. Uh, we won't go into the homeopathy, but there's some homeopathic remedies that I prefer and essential oils that I prefer for leg cramps. Um, I'll just tell you uh, magnesium oil that you spray on the bottom of your feet or somewhere on your body, like on your thighs, um, is excellent for restless leg syndrome or cramping of the lower leg. Uh, and that's magnesium oil, but we're not covering essential oils. I just toss that in because I don't actually use this formula for that. And I don't suggest to people anything that I haven't personally used and know for sure. But I know that this formula does work for uh, spasms. And Parkinson's is one of those conditions where you get a lot of spasms. Then there's uh, Tian Chi Wan. 
is good for trauma, inflammation, pain, swelling due to injury, to stop bleeding. So this is um, a nice thing to use when you, you've had some kind of trauma. Um, maybe you can't get to the doctors right away. Maybe you're camping or something. Take the Tianchi Wan until you can get someplace where you can get the help you need. Or if you're just at home and you twisted your ankle and it's not bad enough to go to the doctor, or you just came home from the chiropractor and, you know, they're saying ice the back, you can take some Tian Chi Wan for that. Um, we're not going to cover homeopathy, but it says Arnica will also do this. So Arnica comes in these little these little things like this. You can get them at the grocery store sometimes or at health food stores and some pharmacies. And Arnica has this same effect as Tianchi Wan. Um, uh, let's see. Oh, yeah. Some Chinese formulas have different endings like Wan, Tong, San. Those are just um, the type of pill that's inside. In the United States, they kind of ignore that. And that people get used to seeing Wan or Tong or something after the name. But Tong is supposed to be a liquid. So it's a tea. So it's either the raw herbs that you make into a tea, but sometimes they'll they'll make the tea for you and dehydrate it. So the formula may see Tong at the end, but they're not a liquid. So you need to look at the bottle, read the description. Is it a tablet? Is it a capsule? Is it a liquid? What do you how do you take it? Uh, just to be sure that you know what you're getting. Because I, like I have one patient, she won't take anything that isn't liquid. She cannot take any kind of pills, capsules, nothing. Other people, they don't want the liquid because they know how bad it tastes and they only want a capsule. Some people don't want capsules, they only want tablets. So you'll have to not rely on the name to know what's in the bottle. You'll have to rely on what the bottle says. So you have to read the fine print. Um, I didn't include sleep herbs because there are so many reasons why you have sleep issues. I suggest you go and get a diagnosis and find out why you're not sleeping. Uh, my case a long time ago, my body wasn't making any melatonin. So if I take some kind of sleep aid, I'm not fixing the problem. I had to have, uh, I actually worked with a dietitian that time. It was my diet and we changed my diet and then my body started making melatonin. I also had candida really bad and we had to clean that up. So sometimes you're not sleeping because you actually need to go to the doctor. Um, try TCM first. And if they tell you, you know, this is more serious, then you can go to your Western doctor. But your TCM doctor or your Ayurvedic doctor is going to look at the whole body and what's going on and your diet and be able to help you fix whatever that issue is. Okay, here's some of the brands I trust. Now, when I had my really big office, this was actually my uh, medicine cabinet. Um, so my number one herbs that I use that I found over the years that I absolutely like the best is Evergreen Herbs. That's these uh, blue-green bottles here. You have to go through a practitioner to get these herbs. They're not for sale um, just over the counter or anywhere. Um, and they do testing five times. There's only two herb companies that do testing five times. And one of them's in Taiwan. The other one is Evergreen Herbs in the United States. Um, and they base everything on European and Australian FDA standards and not US FDA standards because the US FDA standards are not as strict. 
So they go by the European and Australian. So sometimes when I don't have evergreen herbs or I'm buying raw herbs, I will look at what they were certified through. Are they certified through European FDA or Australian FDA? And I actually have books that list the formulas and manufacturer and which ones are okay. You can do that or you can just buy quality and not have to check it every time. Another for, um, brand I've used, I don't see one in the cabinet. I used to carry them. I don't anymore. Is Blue Poppy. Uh, I didn't want to carry multiple brands. That's the only reason I stopped carrying Blue Poppy, but I used to, to carry them all the time. And uh, they're, they're a good brand, reliable brand in the United States. Then there's Con Herbs, also a good brand. Uh, and Golden Flower. So this here. Oh, you know that. Oh, yeah. Um, what was that formula I said was, uh, oh, um, intestinal function, uh, fungus formula. Um, that's Golden Flower. That's these pink bottles here. And health concerns is these bottles down here. I have an online store. Um, it's full script. Um, if you use my store, if you go into the store through my website, uh, D DBHC, um, Dancing Bear Healing Center, you get 10% off for life as long as you're uh, registered through me. And during the holidays, you get uh, an extra 5% off. And they do have health concerns uh, through full script. Um, Let's see, TCM zones. So that formula I talked about, the peony and uh, licorice, um, uh, Gansau formula for uh, muscle spasms and Parkinson's comes from TCM zone. So they sell a box and it comes with a strip of packets and you just tear off one packet, put it in boiling water and you're done. Um, that's a TCM zone. They're also, they're based in Arizona actually, and they have high quality um products and they're all granules well they may have some capsules but all i've ever bought from them is granules and then mayway herbs sells these tea pills so these little pills up here now i include them uh, i don't use tea pills at all anymore but when i first started i did use tea pills because when we're in school we learn using tea pills first because most of our patients come to us as students because they don't have the money to go to a fully licensed acupuncturist and herbalist because they charge a lot more money. And in the school, they don't charge very much money. I don't know what they charge today. When I was there, they charged $15 for a treatment. I, I, they, then they got up to 45. I don't know where they are now, but it's been a while. <laughs> um, but it's a lot cheaper than going to someone like me for a treatment. Um, so the people going there frequently are living in trailers or living on a very limited income and they don't want to spend a lot of money on herbs. So we carry the tea pills and they're very inexpensive, but they're, they're little tiny pills anywhere from an eighth inch to a quarter of an inch. Um, and you take anywhere from eight to 12 to 24 at a time. So imagine you got your hand, you got to count out 24 of these little pills and then pop them and then take your warm water with them. Uh, they're coated with honey. And um, it, for a lot of older people, especially that dealing with those little pills and trying to handle them is very difficult and they're not as potent. 
um, they work. And if that's all you can afford, you can buy those all over the place. Uh, the Mayway Plumflower brand, they sell that all over the place and anybody can buy them. Um, the other thing you can do is if you have a raw herb pharmacy somewhere near you, frequently you can go in, get a tongue and pulse diagnosis, and they will give you a formula. You'll have to make it yourself. They'll give you the raw herbs and tell you how to cook them. And then you'll have to cook them. Like I said, the, the formulas don't taste good usually. Um, and they can have anywhere from 10, 20, 30, 40 different things in the formula. And um, if it's a mineral, you boil it first, and then you add the regular herbs. And then if there's any flowers, they end in hua. So anything with hua, you add last. And they'll usually put them in separate bags. So they'll say, okay, put this one in, then put this one in. So like maybe 15 minutes later, and you boil them for an hour, and then then you put this one in and you leave it in for 10 more minutes and then you stop and then you drink it and then you take all the herbs and you boil them again for another hour and then you add the first batch and the second batch together and that's what you drink the rest of the day and you have to do that every day. So that's why I don't typically recommend the raw herbs to my American patients because they won't, they won't take the time to cook it and they don't like the taste when they go to drink it. The Chinese have no qualms about it. They, I spent, I did a two-year externship with Dr. Hu, who has her own herbal pharmacy, and she just has people coming in, and I want my formula, and I would fill the formula. She would write the formula, and then I would fill it. <laughs> so, the Chinese know how powerful the raw herbs are, and that is the most potent that you can take. Next most potent is the granules. So if you don't mind making the tea, it's just granules and hot water, but then you got to drink it down. That's the next most potent. Then third would be the decoctions, the liquids, and then the fourth would be the capsules and the tablets. Okay, um, so some anti-inflammatory. So cat's claw is um, uh, an American. Uh, we have that here in the United States. You can get cat's claw in a formula. Uh, Unicaria tomentosa or Unicaria guanensis. I don't know how to say it. Those are the Latin names, the botanical names. So you might see either name on a bottle. So if you're buying something and you say, oh, it's got the cat's claw in it, that's going to help you with gastritis, with acne, with skin inflammation, uh, menstruation. You know, you've got bloating with menstruation. It helps with that. It helps with rheumatoid arthritis and it helps with osteoarthritis. Um, so if you're looking for, you, I, I never recommend just getting raw herbs unless you know what you're doing. I would look for something uh, at an herb store that has this as a main ingredient. Um, another thing you can use is garlic and ginger. They're both antimicrobial. Um, they will uh, prevent and help you boost your immune system if you're already sick. Um, garlic does thin the blood. So if you're on any kind of blood thinners, I tell my patient, if you're on blood thinners, I won't give you any herbs. I won't give you essential oils. I won't give you, um, I won't tell you to eat garlic. You need to not take any blood thinners when you're on a blood thinner. You need to address why you're on the blood thinner. Maybe it's diabetes, so you need to cut back on the sweets. Maybe it's some other condition. You need to work with your regular MD doctor 
And when you get your condition turned around to where you no longer need the blood thinner, then you can use the garlic and the essential oils and the other kinds of herbs. The other time I tell people not to use herbs is if you're on any kind of chemotherapy. There are so many different kinds and the herbs can uh, have a negative impact. They can either make the chemo less effective or they can overdose you. Uh, just depends on the herbs. There are some herbs that you can only take with a limited number of herbs. You can't take them with anything else. So I would say if you're on some serious medications, uh, some uh, especially blood thinners or any antidepressants, I would stay away from all herbs until you can get off of the antidepressants. Once you're off, there's all kinds of great formulas, uh, Bach flower essence formulas, there's homeopathic remedies, there's um, herb remedies. There's many, many ways you can treat depressants without being on an antidepressant. And a lot of times it's mental, emotional issues that need to be dealt with, and it can be diet related. So uh, just keep that in mind with everything I'm telling you. This is for people who are in general healthy and um, you don't need to worry about thinning the blood. Now, maybe you're not on blood thinners, but you're diabetic. Most diabetics need to thin their blood. So adding garlic to your food, it doesn't, you don't have to take garlic as a pill, although you can get garlic pills, um, but it helps prevent blood clots. It lowers your blood pressure. Again, if you're on blood pressure meds, you need to work with your doctor. Um, and you need to keep adjusting it, or you need to work with someone like a naturopathic doctor who can help you adjust your blood pressure medication with the addition of garlic or certain herb formulas. But if you're not on blood pressure medicine and you take your, I have a blood pressure cup, I take my blood pressure every day. So if you have one, you can get the little wrist things. They're not totally accurate, but they're close enough. And if you catch yourself with, blood pressure going too high, then you may need to change your diet. And to help you with that, you can add garlic. Now, my blood pressure is completely normal. I'm an old lady already. You know, I'm in the geriatric category <laughs> and I don't have high blood pressure, um, but I eat garlic every day and I have ginger every day. It's also, uh, ginger is uh, anti-inflammatory. And it, it helps with things like Parkinson's, Alzheimer's, MS, meningitis, and brain tumors. Um, again, if, if this applies to you, do your own research and work with your healthcare practitioner because these are serious conditions. And you don't want to make sure that whatever you're taking isn't going to interfere with the medications that you're on. Okay, so what happened? I, here we go. Google this Google, G-U-G-G-U-L, it's Camophora widgetii. It's used to remove toxins from the body as well as to treat rheumatoid arthritis and osteoarthritis. Um, so Healthline says it can help treat certain anti-inflammatory conditions like acne, eczema, psoriasis, and arthritis. It's also been used to promote weight loss, treat hypothyroidism, and manage cholesterol and blood sugar levels. And this is what it looks like over here. Probably you would get a formula with this in it. Again, check with your healthcare practitioner, especially if you're on some kind of medications. But if you're not, you may want to look for a formula that has this in it. Uh, and then, of course, there's trop 
tropical rose mallow, which is a type of hibiscus. Um, I just get hibiscus tea when every time I go to Hawaii, that's where I'm from, I buy a bunch of extra hibiscus tea and bring it back. And it will reduce fluid retention and inflammation. So if you have any kind of fluid retention issues, swollen ankles, swollen feet, uh, the hibiscus may help you with that. Okay, so we talked about garlic and ginger and it's my, my antimicrobial benefits, which is to me, that's why you should put it in all your food. You don't have to take pills or put it in a formula, although it is in formulas, um, both uh, Chinese and American formulas will very frequently, especially ginger, it's in a lot of formulas. Cinnamon is another great thing to add to your food. Um, you don't need much, just a little bit, depending on how big a batch. I mean, if you're making a big batch of uh, spaghetti sauce or something, you may want to put a tablespoon in. But if it's just a small sauce, it may just be a teaspoon. Um, and it helps to balance your blood sugar. And you don't have to be diabetic to need to balance your blood sugar, but it just helps to balance things out a little bit. Another thing that's really good to add to your food is turmeric. It's anti-inflammatory, antiseptic, antibacterial. Uh, you can actually use it to disinfect cuts and burns. It's a liver detoxifier and it's a painkiller. It helps with fat digestion and it's an antidepressant. You do want to take it when you're taking it with food, you want to add black pepper. So I was taking grinds of black pepper into the food and I buy raw turmeric. It's just a little root, kind of like the way you buy garlic, only it's just like a finger instead of all, um, doesn't have a lot of branches like garlic has, uh, like ginger has. And uh, you just peel it and chop it into little pieces. And it's it's a like a bright red, red orange and you just saute it with the ginger and garlic and then you put it into the food you're cooking. Um, you can use the powdered turmeric and that's what they use to make, um, uh, what do they call that stuff? Um, Indian curry. So when you have yellow curry, so there's different colors of curry, but yellow curry is made with turmeric and it's yellow. Well, you don't use that much turmeric. Again, it's it, you use some, maybe a teaspoon to a tablespoon, depending on how much you're making, like the cinnamon. So your food doesn't end up turning yellow like um, uh, the, the Indian food does, because it, one of the main ingredients is the turmeric. Um, apple cider vinegar, ACV. It, you know, people either love it or don't. I don't love it. It doesn't agree with me. But if it agrees with you and you don't mind taking it, I've tried sweetening it. I've tried it in honey. I've tried it uh, no matter what I do. What I do use apple cider vinegar for is my hair. If you dilute it, you know, 10% vinegar and the rest water, and you wash your hair with it, it keeps it shiny and it prevents split ends. So um, that's, I do use apple cider vinegar for that. But Supposedly, it will help with allergies. You can give it to your pets. Um, it helps with sinus infections, acne, high cholesterol, flu, chronic fatigue, candida, reflux, sore throats, contact dermatitis, arthritis, and gout. And may help with weight management and lowering blood pressure. But again, if you can't handle it like me, then it, it doesn't do any of that for you. Um, there are other channels that'll tell you how to make your own apple cider vinegar. Maybe that'll taste better. 
Um, and maybe if it's more dilute, I've tried diluting it. No matter what I do, I can't use ACV. But if you're not like me, um, you can use this for all the same things garlic, ginger, cinnamon, and turmeric does. You can get with ACV. Okay, so you may want to take a screenshot of this. I'm not going to read it all, but it is a hot ginger tea. So this is a nice thing to take when you think you're going to get sick. Of course, the cinnamon, the lemon juice, the honey, uh, that's all optional. You can add it if you want. Um, the lemon juice especially gives you some vitamin C. And the honey makes, you know, honey makes everything go down a little easier. Uh, and if you make garlic honey, where you take and you peel your garlic and you put them in a jar and then you pour raw, uh, unprocessed, pure honey over the ginger and you let it sit for a couple of days, you now have ginger honey. So you can use that ginger honey in your tea that you're making with the ginger root. And that will help ease a sore throat, prevent cough and boost your immune system. And it makes the ginger tea tastes even better. Um, and the cinnamon just adds a little spiciness if you like the taste of cinnamon, which I do. Um, so you can take a screenshot of this and uh, figure out how to make it. It's not very hard. Um, so I'm not gonna go through these, but if you want these honey cinnamon um, uh, recipes, so I'll just tell you what they're for. You can do a screenshot. So there's heart disease, arthritis, bladder infection, high cholesterol. Next page has colds, upset stomach, gas, immune system, indigestion, influenza. Um, even uh, some of the research comes from other countries like the influenza came from Spain. Some of this uh, came from um Japan. So it just depends. It'll tell you where I got the information from. So take a screenshot of that. And then this one, take another screenshot. This is for longevity, uh, sore throat, pimples, skin infection, again, weight management. Okay. Hope you got a screenshot. And then uh, another screenshot, cancer, uh, this came from Japan and Australia. It's for stomach and bone cancer. Uh, it's good for fatigue, for bad breath. That came from South America. And this one was interesting, hearing loss. Supposedly morning and night honey with cinnamon taken in equal parts may restore hearing. Uh, I don't know of anyone who has used this technique and it worked. But if you have a problem and you want to see if it works, try it and let me know if it worked. And uh, we'll know, well, at least anecdotally, we know it works. Uh, okay, we're not going to do the homeopathy. So I'll talk a little bit about self-diagnosis. Don't do it. Okay, I've had so many patients come in. I have this. Recently, I had a woman come in and she says, I have this. It was a very rare condition. And she says, and I talked to my doctor and my doctor agrees. We both agree I have this condition. I'd never heard of it. I says, let me look it up. I, I don't know what this is. And it was a syndrome and I looked it up and it was a new syndrome. Well, Western medicine doesn't like to say, I don't know. They say things like it's all in your mind, you're a hypochondriac, or if they see enough patients with it, they create a syndrome. Fibromyalgia was a syndrome or is. 
um, because they said, well, we don't know what it is, but we have lots of people coming in and we don't know how to treat it. Basically, a syndrome is they don't know how to treat it. A disease has um, a very specific set of tests, whether they're blood tests, x-rays, whatever. And they say, you have this disease. And then they have a physician's desk reference of PDR. And they look in the PDR and they say, based on these symptoms, they have this disease. And this is the medications and dosage you use to treat them with. That's why the doctor comes in and talks to you for like 30 seconds. He leaves, comes back. He, she writes a script because they check their PDR. What do they prescribe? Oh, okay. I have to do this. I don't work that way. Okay. I treat the whole person. <laughs> That's how naturopaths are supposed to work. That's how acupuncturist works. We look at the whole body and we don't have, at least TCM practitioners do not have diseases. We look at the whole symptoms. Okay. You have this feeling going on. You have these emotions you're dealing with. You have this mental thing going on. You have these pains in this part of the body. You like hot and cold. Your stool looks like whatever. Your urine looks like whatever. If you're a woman, we may ask about your female stuff and so on. And we put all of that together in what we call that differential diagnosis. Whatever you do, though, you need to not do it yourself unless you realize, oh, it feels like a common cold. And if after a couple of days, it doesn't go away and you boosted your immune system, you may need to go have a checkup, especially if you've got a high fever and it isn't coming down. Um, like I said about the woman that came in, she knew she had this really weird syndrome thing and her doctor agreed with her. And I said, no, you have inflammation in the colon. And I gave her herbs for her condition and she called me back and she said you know I have felt so bad for so long and I now feel the best I have ever felt this is so good because I hit I hit the diagnosis on the head and she told everybody oh she did the right diagnosis and you know you you really need to work with people who know how to diagnose and treat the underlying cause and not give you some kind of off-the-wall syndrome that isn't going to help you get better. Now, sometimes <laughs> you do need that, but not always. A, a lot of times it's just what you're eating uh, or some of your lifestyle issues or what you're drinking. So always consult your healthcare or medical professions if the symptoms persist or they are severe because you may need a serious intervention. So don't just keep taking gamma ling or whatever, and it's been 10 days and you're still not getting better. You, you, you need to do more. You, it's not obviously not the cold or flu, or you have something else going on. Maybe you have an underlying infection that needs to be addressed. Um, so self-diagnosis, remember, it may not be restless leg syndrome. It could be something more important. So um, as a healthcare practitioner, we're taught not to do self-diagnosis because when you're in school, you read about a condition and you go, oh my God, I have that. We're, we're convinced every disease and thing that we learn, we have it because all of the symptoms overlap, okay? Almost every condition has fatigue. A lot of them have headache. So a lot of them have overlapping, but a lot of conditions, when you look at somebody you can just look at them and tell what's wrong just by looking at them because everybody with that condition has a certain look. Maybe they have a pale complexion. Maybe they 
you have to walk around with a Kleenex. I have one of my herb books literally has a cartoon drawing of what the person looks like who needs that herb formula. because <laughs> It's true. Uh, I did have a woman who had a condition that she'd have for 12 years. It was costing her hundreds of dollars a month. She was in an experimental drug treatment program. She'd had surgeries. She has an implant and she was going crazy. And she came to me and it took me a couple of tries because I swore she had this condition over here. And, but if she did, then her diet would be terrible. And if it was terrible, she would be diabetic and she wasn't diabetic. And after doing a lot of research on PubMed, I went, she has this over here. They sound a lot alike. They look a lot alike, except they have the opposite effect on the body. And so I wrote a little note, take this to your doctor. Because again, I can't diagnose you Western diagnosis. We don't have those diseases. So I, I said, please rule out, blah, blah, blah. She took it to her doctor. He laughed. Oh, your acupuncturist sent you. But he sent her to a specialist. And he said, no, she doesn't have that. But he sent her to another specialist. And when she said when she walked into the lobby, she looked around and she said, everybody looked like her. Remember? When you have a certain condition, you will look a certain way. And she realized she really had that. And the cure for that is a hormone. Okay. That was the simple cure for what she had, that she had 12 years of misery. And it was because her body wasn't producing a certain hormone. So go to the doctor. And if you don't like the answer you get, go to a different doctor, get a second opinion. Um, and don't try to self-diagnose. If it's been hanging on for a long time, keep trying. Um, home remedies are intended to get you by until you can get proper health care. You know, if you're camping or you're, you know, an hour away from the nearest whatever, it's intended to help you through until you need, if you need more uh, serious intervention from a healthcare or medical professional or even 911. Some people where they live or their lifestyle, they may not be close to a hospital. So some of these are intended to help get you by until you can get the help you need. Um, some of these suggestions are not for everyone. Use common sense. If you're on an antidepressant, if you're on a blood thinner, if you've got cancer and you're undergoing chemotherapy, there are times when you do not want to treat yourself. Um, infants and very young children never, ever, ever give them honey. You will kill them. Okay. Their immune system is not built up. Honey does not need to be refrigerated because it has chemicals in it that kill everything. They don't kill adult humans because we have a strong immune system, but it does kill other things in our body, which is why you can preserve things. I preserve onions, garlic, ginger, what else have I, and turmeric, although I didn't like the turmeric and honey, I won't do that again, but ginger, garlic, and onions, I do all the time. I slice them up, I clean them. Well, the, the ginger, I just pull out of the shell. I don't slice them up. I use those whole, but the onions I'll chop up and the ginger I will chop up into small pieces. Excuse me. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, and then I'll put, I don't put them together. I'll put them in individual jars about maybe a half to a third full. And then I'll top it off with honey. And you just let it sit for a couple of days until they start to um, sink. And then I scoop it out with, you never want to use a metal spoon. 
but I'll scoop it out with a Chinese soup spoon. You know what they look like there. I should have brought one here. Anyway, they're, they're ceramic. Um, so I'll scoop that and I'll hold it to the edge of the jar and let the honey drip back in. And then I'll just use the garlic or the ginger or the onions. If you are coming down with a cold, instead you take the spoon and you scoop out a little bit of the ginger honey, a little bit of the garlic honey, and a little bit of the onion honey, and make yourself a nice little tea, maybe with some lemon. And that will boost your immune system. Okay. Um, but again, no honey for infants and Depends on who you talk to. Some people say no children under two and some say no children under three. I would say if your kid is pretty healthy and he's over two, he, she, then it's probably okay. But if they're a sickly child or very, very tiny or robust, I would wait till they're three. So use common sense. And uh, But with teens and older, there's absolutely no concern uh, about using honey. Unless you have a child that has severely immunocompromised, you know, when I was young, they had kids living in bubbles. I don't know if they have to do that anymore, but they were, they were so immunocompromised that they had to keep them isolated. Uh, I would not give them honey. If you're on some kind of, if you've had a, a organ transplant, probably you don't want honey. Um, so double check if you have some serious conditions that it's okay for you. But if it's, you don't have those conditions, honey is awesome. Um, when to take your herbs, you don't want to take them with food and you don't want to take them with your meds. You want at least an hour in between. That is sometimes not practical. So think about what you have to do. Now, some people's stomach is very sensitive. You may need to take your herbs with food. Uh, some formulas have Romania in it, which is very cloying on the stomach. So you may feel better taking your herbs with food. But in general, you want to take your herbs apart from your food with eight ounces of warm water. And if you have pills, uh, what, whether they're over-the-counter or prescription, you want to take that apart from the herbs as well so that they don't interact. Um, I had one patient, she would get up at four in the morning and start, you know, like first I take this, an hour later I take this, an hour later I take that, and an hour later I can eat, and then an hour later I go to work. And, you know, she had her whole regimen. That's kind of crazy to me. Just, you know, be practical. We are where, where you are and try to find formulas that are compatible with what you do or take the herbs with your meal. Um, they're not as potent, so you may need to take more or take them more often. Or you may need to take them late morning instead of first thing in the morning and then late afternoon and then just before bed uh, versus um, just before you eat. So a lot of people say, you know, a half hour before you, to an hour before you eat, take your herbs then and then you go to eat. Um, that may not be practical if you have to take meds then. So think about those things. Um, <laughs> a little humor here. Uh, admit it, you've been seriously taking herbal remedies again, and he's got flowers growing out of his hair. Uh, when I broke my ankles, I, I broke my right tibia and fibula in 2020, just before the shutdown. Lucky me, right? And here I am in rehab, 
And I want to take my herbs. They said, no, you can't have herbs. I want to take my homeopathy. No, you can't take your homeopathy. I want to use my microcurrent. I have a microcurrent device that I use with my patients. I want to use my microcurrent. The first doctor I talked to said, no. So I talked to the night doctor and he said, yes. So then I told the day doctor, well, the night doctor gave me permission. He says, oh, okay. <laughs> they don't want to prescribe anything they don't understand. But then I also wanted to take some supplements. You know, they're just vitamins and things. And um, they had to go to the pharmacist to get approval. And then they dispense them. I mean, I'm dispensing them myself at home. But if you're in rehab, you can't. You have to have them dispense. So they would come in and give me my pills. Um, but I did whatever I could so that I could heal really fast. And I was supposed to be in a wheelchair for months and in a cast. Uh, this was March. I was supposed to be in a cast until November. And then I would learn how to walk again. And in June, when they took the non-load-bearing cast off, they were supposed to put a load-bearing walking cast on. And the doctor, uh, he was an orthopedic surgeon. He took the cast off and he says, I don't understand this. It looks like you're completely healed. I said, yeah, I know I'm completely healed. <laughs> because if you know what to do and you're using your herbs and your homeopathy, and I was using lots of herbs, lots of homeopathy, and I healed in no time. So um, it took, I, I did have PTs teach me how to walk again, because when you've been in a wheelchair, your muscles start to atrophy. And I needed some help on how to get around and how to get in and out of a car and all kinds of stuff. So that was quite an experience, but I was the the patient with the flowers growing out of their hair. <laughs> I actually had several nurses come in and they were amazed because I never needed any painkillers because I was using my microcurrent. And then when I, what are you doing? How do you do that? And I says, well, you can buy one of these devices, but they cost $10,000. <laughs> They'd go, oh, okay, darn. <laughs> but, you know, when you have a practice, you you use your money to reinvest and um, I use microcurrent extensively. I have three different types of devices and they're awesome. Uh, so a lot of times you can buy a patient version of the device that doesn't cost as much. So you can treat yourself at home and that's much better than a TENS unit. The TENS unit, your body accommodates. Um, okay, so remember I said, don't self-diagnose. There's this poor guy sitting in front of his computer. I'm feeling sick. I should look my symptoms up online. Yeah, he's looking them up. He's looking them up and he says, oh, I have brain cancer. This is what happens when you look them up online because the symptoms overlap. Get a healthcare professional to help you. So you can't do the Q&A. You can leave questions in chat or you can go to any of my websites. Um, let's see here. Um, and DrBeverlyLawrence.com, OpenForSuccess.com, DancingBearGift.com will give you a free gift. It'll put you on my email list. Uh, I have a summit coming up, HolisticTransformationSummit.com. It's coming up on March 23rd, and it will be an all-day live summit. The speakers are already lined up, and it's not going to be a, uh, a uh, what do you call it, interview style, which is what I've done in the past. They will be doing a talk, and then they will be doing some kind of active either coaching or live meditation or energy healing or something live. And everyone, it's free. You can buy an upgrade if you can't attend live or you want the extra bonus gifts. Um, but otherwise, it's free, and you will be in Zoom with the speakers. 
the last summit I did, I do twice a year. The last one was last September and we did this and it was monumentally successful. I got so much awesome feedback. So the next one is March 23rd. It is live and it will be um, about six, six and a half hours. So it's not a totally butt numbing event. You can stand up and walk around a little bit if you need to, um, but we'll just go straight through. Um, again, free gift at dancingbeargift.com. And if you would be so kind, I would really appreciate this to uh, hit like and subscribe because that helps the algorithm algorithms on YouTube and it will help the channel to grow. Uh, the summit I do broadcast live on this channel. So uh, it will be here live on YouTube. If you don't have Zoom and don't want to be in Zoom, you can just watch it on the YouTube channel. And so when you subscribe, they will notify you. And that really helps uh, the channel. Uh, and if you're listening on one of the podcast audio channels, thank you for listening over there. Uh, I know when I have slides, that's a little difficult for you. Um, and I will not be broadcasting the summit to the audio only channels. It will only be on YouTube and it will only be there uh, on the 20, 23rd of March. And then it goes down. So you have to watch it while on the 23rd or you have to register and get a VIP ticket uh, so that you can watch it later if you want to. And we did have a lot of people come back later and upgrade to VIP so that they could go back and finish watching whatever they had missed. So thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate it. And remember to be the light you want to see in the world.